Today we're going to be talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and Baywatch. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And I am here today with Mr. Joel Zombie Shark Cunningham. Zombie Shark? Is that, yeah. a, is that from something? What do you mean? It's like one of my favorite parts from Pirates. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> Holy cow, I guess they are kind of zombie sharks. Wow. Yeah. I just saw the movie. I didn't even <laughs> It was like it was like really... watching um what, what was that Blake Lively movie? The Shallows. Uh, the Shallows. <laughs> it's like yeah, the predecessor for The Shallows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the sequel to The Shallows there. <laughs> yeah, well, I am here with Matt uh, likes to podcast in slow motion. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Sponsored by our other film that we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Yes. Watch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I barely even want to say the name, Matt. No, it's okay. I know it's it's a difficult task, but somebody yeah. has to do it. And that's what we're here for. Exactly. We Anyways. are the critics for you. Yes. <laughs> and if you are tuning in for the first time today, uh, it is the real review where we give you a little bit of the harsh critic side. This is what Joel does. A mm-hmm. little bit of the review from the harsh critic perspective, really analyzing things, breaking it down real for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, combining that with more of the fan side which is kind of what I do is, is approach it more from an emotional standpoint you know was it exciting was it engaging did I care about the characters a lot did it make <laughs> me cry was yeah. I weeping you know it's a very relevant way to review things and I'll tell you why later yes. when we get to it but one of our films that we're going to be talking about today has a very I don't know, interesting news article that right. was just released about that yeah. exact thing, the fan versus the critic. <laughs> we'll so. totally be chatting about that. Absolutely. But um, yeah, so that's kind of those two perspectives. They collide and that's what you get as the real review. But uh, first, Joel, go ahead and tell everybody mm-hmm. how uh, they can get connected with us. Well, there's some great ways you can get connected to our podcast. Um, we have our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. And you can check us out there. We've got stuff that we're posting uh, occasionally. We put things up there and we try to get some uh, good big breaking news kind of stories and put those up uh, as well as our Facebook which is facebook.com slash real review media we also have our Instagram we have our Twitter uh, those both can be found at at real review media and of course Matt and I love to hear from you our listeners and fans and people that are listening to the podcast throughout the world so definitely um, send us an email if you can preferably in English if you are listening somewhere else other definitely than the States. yeah we don't work well with the translators yeah very well, but yeah so <laughs> but you can re- uh, email us at our email address which is real Review media at gmail.com and uh, we love hearing from you as I said so yeah there you go Matt yeah totally yeah <laughs> so um, yeah with that I actually want to dive right into this because uh, we wow. had diving right in diving right in man yeah. get that get yeah it? I get it totally yeah, get it's it it's like yeah zombie sharks walk in the plank to the- no <laughs> not, not even yeah parlay <laughs> alright we're gonna, we're gonna parlay. Parlay, parlay right into this oh lovely all right, so uh, let's let's start off right from the get-go. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yes. This is uh, directed by Joachim Ronning mm-hmm. and Espen Sandberg. Yep, co-direction. Co- co-directors, yep. Uh, starring primarily Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem, Jeffrey Rush, Bretton Thwaites, Kayla Scudelario, 
uh, Kevin McNally, and a bunch of other awesome people. Yes, and uh, you, we did have some good cameos there from the in the beginning from Orlando Bloom in the end, and then right, you know, spoiler ish kind of Kira Knightley's in it. I mean, she's listed, but right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. listed on it, so yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so... Why don't you just power through the names, too? Just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the key, is if you don't know how to say, if you just power through it, then yep. nobody knows. Just, yeah. just just roll with it. Exactly, yeah. So, um, you and I, we were, not, we were not too keen on this going into it. Yeah, I'd say I've had a very love-hate relationship with the Pirate series. I'd mostly say hate. Mostly hate, <laughs> which is sad, because it started off really well. Oh, I man, think it's really good, yeah. Yeah, for most people, I would say the first Pirates movie was pretty much beloved by most people. One of my favorite Gore Verbinski films, Yeah, very few people kind of watch that movie and go, I just hated that, that just stunk. So it's a pretty well, you know, regarded film. And then we had two and three, and a lot of people just, that lost a ton of people. Then they did the four, number four, which was kind of like, why are they doing another one, in my opinion? And people, but there were still some diehards out there. I had, I actually posted something about it on my Facebook and had a couple of people like, shut your mouth, (laughs) pirates. Yeah, but then the fourth (laughs) one came out. And then I think by that point, everybody kind of was like, all right, yeah, pirates has kind of jumped the shark. Hey, Hey. you know, a little bit. And and then now we have the fifth one and potentially what's looking like another one, a sixth one after this one as well yeah most most likely because of money yes because of we won't talk about too much but there's a bit of an after credit you know thing that happens so this this thing too it it came in under expectation from the studio it only made like 65 million dollars yeah this is the lowest from what i read the lowest um profitable uh summer launch kind of season uh in the last 19 years it's, uh memorial day right since memorial 1999 it's been since the lowest 19- opening since, yeah. yeah which is just crazy balls yeah it's just <laughs> it's craziness yeah so so let's talk about the film let's talk about the film yeah, yeah. so let me just start off what i liked about it okay okay um it's a cool name it is it is a cool name <laughs> yeah all right first of all this movie starts off really really strong yeah i, I really liked like the beginning it had me engaged i was on board yeah I was so on board with the first 10 to 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that part. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so anything with the emotional tie-in um, with, I think his name is Henry, trying to Henry save yeah. his father from this curse. Yeah. Um, I, I really resonated with, and they did a great job setting that up. It was kind of emotional at the very beginning. I was like, oh, okay, I'm on board with this. Yeah. Um, it was a bit like... Really? But that's kind of a Pirates movie, like how the kid was right. like, I got to throw this rock thing in the water at just such a moment. and it, But it kind of fit. Like yeah. you understood that it's Pirates. You yeah. just got to take it for what it I is. I liked it though. It was very yeah. mysterious. It was something that I was like, what is what is going on? Okay, that's what he's doing. Oh, okay. I see what's happening. Yeah. I, I liked that. Um, I liked um, I liked Javier Bardem and his crew. The effects I thought were really cool. The floatiness. I thought Javier Bardem, I know we've differed on this a little bit. Yeah. I really liked um, his villain his character as a villain yeah um more so at the beginning i'd say the last like scene that he's in i'm a little less like yeah. on board with yeah but um for the most part anything that he was in i found really interesting i liked looking the way he talked with his like teeth and like really like <laughs> spitty all yeah. over. anyway i like that um and then uh the visuals are really great um, zombie sharks. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an exciting scene. I thought it was entertaining and probably my the only scene that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow in, yeah. Um, because of, uh, the other scenes with him, I didn't really care for. But um, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the ending. 
like the very ending, not the little teaser at the end of the credits, which there is one. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's been one at every movie. Correct. Every uh, Pirates movie, there's Correct. been an after credits. They were kind of like the pre-Marvel. <laughs> yeah. You know, ones that were really doing that consistently. Um, I liked some story elements, but mm. for the most part, that's really it. Okay. Um, not not a ton there. What what were some of the highlights for you? I think I would agree with a lot of what you're saying. Visually, I think they did a good job. Um, it didn't you know, cannonball me out of the water. Um, it didn't, <laughs> yeah, they, we're going to be doing the puns all day, folks. Um, <laughs> I thought it was visually pretty good, though. I didn't think it was bad. Um, the soundtrack was good. I thought it was the music that kind of built in. I've always enjoyed the oh, sounds yeah, and the music. Right. The music of the, was, yeah. I, yeah, the music is good. I always thought that was good. Um, I felt like the editing was decent. Um, I didn't think it was like super awful. That's kind of some, something that's hard to critique without me going through and giving it like a fine tone, fine tooth cone kind of look at mm-hmm. sort of a thing. I'd have to see it again, probably and look out for that. Um, but yeah, in a lot of ways, it's kind of where it ends for me. I think I also agree the first 15 minutes to me were probably the best part. Yeah. And it started on a really big high. And yeah. it was weird because I'd been reading some of the reviews and seeing the numbers coming in and hearing about a lot of people not enjoying the film and you told me as well you had a chance to see that you didn't you just thought it was meh and I was like well it's starting off really well like what is why is this you know and the funny thing was and obviously we don't like to talk about spoilers too much on this but I'm just going to say you know the the real moment that it kind of took a turn for the worse for me was right around the moment where they started doing the bake robbery um, which was when they introduced you know Johnny Depp's character when I wholeheartedly agree with you Jack Sparrow yeah it from that moment on the film kind of became bland and it became very not only predictable but it felt like one of the difficulties and one of the the, the challenges that I had for this film was that um so in the last, in the prior films, one of the real issues, and I think we even talked about this, um, is that the stakes were just never really there for me after the first film because it was constantly this exploration of like, well, what more ridiculous situation can we put the same cast of characters in, but then they're all going to come out exactly the same, completely fine, like no injuries, they're all going to survive somehow magically, you know, everybody else is going to die, but these you know, significant cast of character people are just right. not going to have anything happen to them. Yeah. And so that kind of was the case. But then and additionally, I found the the action set pieces to be very limited. And the ones that were there were just not that interesting. They weren't that right. cool. I think the best action set piece throughout the entire thing was the uh, the battle between Javier Bardem's ship and the, uh, the Black Pearl. Um, the fight that they kind of had going on between those two ships was kind of like the best with the rising stakes and kind of stuff going on. Even that one though, kind of left me wanting a bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, when your final action set piece in a, you know, what's supposed to be this giant piratey kind of ad- adventure type film is literally two or three people running, you know, for their lives and like everybody's running. That's like the end is we're just going to run. And it's yeah. like your final action set piece. It's just a little boring. You yeah. know what I mean? They're literally just holding on. That's the final action <laughs> set piece. And it just wasn't that. And I'm sorry if I'm ruining things for, for listeners, I'm not going to spoil who, you know, survives or anything like yeah, that. Those, but, I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify that as yeah, a spoiler. But I think some of the biggest difficulties that I had with this film were in the characterizations and in the characters themselves. For whatever reason, I really did not enjoy the relationship between Henry Turner and Karina Smith. Really? Um, yeah. And okay. I don't want to, like we said, we don't want to spoil anything. So I'm not going to talk about some of the reveals that happened with their characters. But weirdly, I felt like there should have been almost a reversal 
of the roles in which they played in this movie. I really felt like it would have been much more interesting, and I will go there because this is kind of revealed at the very beginning, but, you know, Karina plays this kind of, like, scientific, you know, she's a deep thinker. She kind of goes into books, and she, the entire plot, she's always talking about, like, how, like, you know, there's this injustice against her because everybody looks at her as this person that can't, that shouldn't be able to understand these things, that shouldn't be able to figure these things out. And it just felt really flat for me because it didn't make sense. Because in right. that time period, she literally would not have been allowed to learn the things that she's talking about, which I'm not saying is good, that's bad, but it didn't, they never explained, well, how did you learn? Yeah. How did you figure these things out? Because you wouldn't be allowed to do that. And then additionally, it felt like with Henry Turner's character, I just felt like, unfortunately, Brenton was just not a good actor in this. I felt really, every time he was like talking or on screen, he just felt really bland to me. Oh, really? I really, I felt connected to his story a lot more than with Karina. Like, it made sense to me that he's trying to do this thing to like save his father. I was connected to that. But he himself was just very kind of bland and boring to me. And that's kind of the feel that I got from a lot of the different elements. It, it wasn't fun. Like, yeah. the first film was like, kind of ridiculous and fun and crazy and the funnest parts about this film was when they were regurgitating aspects that we had seen in other films there was nothing new about this one that really added any elements of interest or fun to me and so um but what i was saying is with henry and karina is i really felt like if she had come in as the pirate and he had come in because henry turner he's the child you know of uh elizabeth swan and if you know, realistically, I would have felt like she probably would have put her son through education. She came from a good upbringing. She came from a good family. She probably would have been the kind of person to send him into all these educational systems. It would have just made a lot more sense and been a lot more interesting to me if he'd been like the educated one and he's kind of like being pulled into this piratey world to try and save his father. Whereas Karina's the pirate and she's pulling him in because we've seen the opposite happen in a prior film, which is Will Turner's pulling Elizabeth Swan sort of into this world. Right, right. Um, if she, if Karina had been the one pull Henry into it and then there could have been like a, a reversal of roles kind of played out throughout the course of that would have been a lot of fun yeah um, that's just a one minor like point there's a bunch of other ones I want to hear your kind yeah. of negatives too though I've been talking for a while I thought I thought Henry I thought Henry was okay okay I thought he was okay yeah um, I did <laughs> yeah I know but obviously I um, okay so here's my problem with this and this they they didn't really fix it and this is i think what the problem with two three and four were yeah i remember them being very distinct in the first movie uh jack sparrow yeah was yeah he was he was a little goofy a little off right but it was like it was like kind of subdued yeah almost in a semi-realistic way as you could be in a world where ghost pirates exist you know yeah um but in two, three, and four, and this film, I think it just—he's just a cartoon character. Yeah, he is just over, way over the top, way more than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that he's always in this like semi-perma drunk state. Yeah, but it was just way, way too much, and I, <laughs> he was obnoxious, and I couldn't stand him. <laughs> wow. Was like, I, yeah, it was every scene that that uh, Jack Sparrow was in, I was just kind of either rolling my eyes or just like, wow, what? You really yeah. didn't like him in this one. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't have that big a problem with him. I thought he was a bit bland in this one. Let, let me say he's Johnny Depp's a fantastic actor. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I just think it was probably just the material that he was given to work off of. Yeah. Um, I and, really think a lot of it, in my opinion, I don't know. I haven't looked into these directors too much to know too much about their history, but it really felt like a lot of it was an issue of who was doing the directing. Right. Because it, it felt like, all the characters were just kind of a shade of who they could be or who right. they should be. I mean, even um, 
Joffrey Rush's character yeah. was was interesting in this film, but right. he he lacked that kind of visceral intensity yeah. that we had had in prior films where it was kind of like he was almost like this guy that had this boiling rage that was just any second from now. Because he wanted an apple. Boil. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in this film, it just kind of felt like he was just alone for the ride. He was just yeah. kind of like things were happening. And we did get some emotional moments, but there was no emotional core to this movie. And I think a big part of that to me as well was that it felt like there was way too much that they were attempting to kind of pull into the story to make happened to make going on. I think one of the yeah. things that made the first film so interesting and impactful was that it was a very much a character-driven story. Right. You had really interesting characters. They were engaging in an adventure, but only had like a couple different plot lines. You know, you had, um, you basically had uh, Barbosa's story of him trying to like remove the curse. You had Johnny Depp's character, Jack Sparrow, trying to get the Black Pearl and escape. Yeah. And then you had Will Turner trying to rescue Elizabeth Swan. Right. And that was it. This one, everybody's got their own story. Everybody's got their own direction they're yeah. going in. And you don't know. I didn't even know who the main character was. Yeah. Like in the true. first <laughs> film, I knew very clearly, okay, well, the the main character, this is Will Turner. Yeah. But then you've got some added interest with the, like, the secondary characters. Right. And then every other film since then has always been everybody's a main character. Yeah. And that didn't even change with this one. But then with this one, there was no emotional like pull that I was moving towards because everybody had their own little emotional story that they were trying to tell. I didn't, I don't like all of the, the characters that they keep. Like I appreciate them maybe in the second one a little bit, but all the, the, his like black Pearl, like, you know, uh, (laughs) partners and like shipmates. Yeah. Like I'm like, they just serve no purpose. I felt like, yeah. Um, them and a lot of the people they try and bring in, Okay, let me know what you think about this because I I felt like none of the humor landed. There was the funny thing was well not the funny thing the non funny thing I guess every single one that they showed in the previews was funny, but I'd already seen them and so it was right. one of those situations where yeah the things that they were joking about in the previews were like the funniest part. Everything else was not. Yeah, I don't think any of the humor really landed on me except for that. I mean even. Yeah, I it just there was like maybe one kind of a uh, one or two like kind of giggler type moments. I think like when you first see Johnny Depp and the girl pops up and it turns out that's the one guy's wife, like that was kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. But I mean, the, other than that, it wasn't, yeah, there was nothing uproariously hilarious that I was laughing I, at. The I giggled time. a little. I think when he said he wanted to eat the monkey, I thought that was kind of funny. Right. No, I, uh, I like, why would he want to eat a monkey? There's a, a guillotine scene that I kind of was like, huh, that's interesting. But that I was so outlandish to me though. I didn't, I didn't laugh out. So here's the thing. I didn't laugh out loud the whole movie. Like yeah. I, I kind of like just, you know, I was like, hmm. Like at the most like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get, I mean, I didn't know what I was supposed to feel at that moment. I didn't know if I was supposed to feel how ridiculous this is. And it just, there was constantly something something happening to like re-tonally shift me into a different direction. Like, is it this? Is it that? Is it? So I just didn't really land in that regard, I think, yeah. for me. And so. I will say this, and this is, you know, I said visually it was a very good film. I just mean mostly cinematography wise, right. special effects wise, it was okay. Yeah. I never felt like blew me out of the water for different scenes. The worst moment, and I will say this was like horrible to me, was actually, it was funny because in the in the trailer and everything, it looked really good. And I actually complimented on this in a prior episode we talked about, but uh, the young uh, Jack Sparrow. Right. The first shot of him was great yep. and it would looked really good. But then they did this close-up shot of him and he looked a little funky. And I was like, okay, well, that's not that great. Yeah. And then they did a wide shot of him again. I was like, okay, he's back to looking yeah. good again. And then they did a really close-up shot of him again. And I was like, he just looks weird. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he looked disturbing, almost weird. It kind of so took me out of the film. That, that scene in particular was, you yeah. know, 
with the visual effects aside, I, I felt like that was my favorite Jack Sparrow scene. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. You got to see like him be awesome. He was really awesome in that scene. I liked what happened with the progression of that scene. I didn't need the moment of him getting the items as like tribute. I thought that was really hackney and kind of cheesy and it almost took away some of the mystery and the coolness behind him Mm -hmm. because he always just seemed like this character that's just kind of floated and just kind of been in his own world and kind of done his own thing but then the moment that you put that all of basically all the items that he has on him came from that one moment of tribute like whenever ago then he seems like this really old antiquated out of touch guy that like can't get it grips with what reality is and that Maybe that's what they were going for, but it actually just made me feel bad about him. I'm like, right. <laughs> dude, you're like so out of touch. It's like get into the game plan that there's other things to do besides like think of your tribute that you had 15 yeah. years ago. I didn't mind you know? that as much, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I say there's a lot of things that really bugged me about this movie, and yeah. I, I felt like there's potential for this movie to do something completely different, um, especially the way that it started out. I was like really into it. Yeah. Um, but it, it just kind of just kind of got worse as it went on. I did really enjoy the villains. I liked all that. I liked a lot some of the um, yeah. action scenes that they did. Um, Here's what I was really connected with. I was really connected with resolving the story of Elizabeth and Will. Yeah. And finding out kind of how that resolves itself. Because yep. I felt like they were always, that was a very unfortunate ending for that. them. I yeah. I was that. like, I don't understand it. I don't like it. And so I was very much on board for getting a resolution to that story. I yep. felt like that should have been the main driving factor to the story. Right. But so many other plot lines with Barbosa, um, with Javier Bardem's character, with. Um, with Sparrow, with um, with uh, Karina's story, all of that took such a big seat in this film that I ended up not being able to connect with that as the main driving force. Yeah, and here's my last thought on that. I totally agree. I I think that that is a the most that's that should have been the emotional core, and that's yeah. the strongest thing I think that is in this franchise in general. And the one thing that they brought back that bugs me is. Um, Johnny Depp's character in the second and third one, like him and Elizabeth, like have this thing. I thought that was such a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it never and made they, sense. And they alluded to it a couple times <laughs> yeah. in this one. And I was like, what? You know, I was I, totally fine with him being interested in her. But not her back. Right, but not her back. Right. And it never made sense to me why she suddenly made that shift about like halfway through the second film where she started to look at Jack Sparrow as an actual romantic interest, right. or actual romantic it's, partner. It was just weird. It really didn't make any sense to me. It really felt manipulative. I was like, again, he's a pirate. He's a guy that's kind of, and I think it would have been cool to kind of set her up as like a reason for why he makes changes in his life because he recognizes that she's this amazing girl, but he could never achieve that because of what he's done and because of who he is. But don't actually put them on like the same footing. You know what I mean? Because then that downgrades the whole story of Will and her. And yeah, it just, you know, there could have been some good backstabbing moments of maybe Jack Sparrow's like turning on Will because he wants to get Elizabeth, but she doesn't like him. And yeah, I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm thinking... Yeah, okay, so actually, I'm really curious. What what do you want to rate this thing? I'm going to give it a pretty low ranking. I'm actually going to put this down at a 
So, yeah. 68%. Yeah. Which I, is actually lower than Alien Covenant. I thought you were going to go lower. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. I'm actually going to go lower than you. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. That's like a first in podcast I know. History. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it at 62. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the difference for us probably is the Jack Sparrow element because yeah. I didn't like him. I felt like he was in a way a shade of his former glory, yeah. but it felt like that was maybe in a way the story they were trying to tell because his, you know, his whole crew kind of betrays him and, you know, yada, yada. He's trying to like get back in their good graces yeah. and so it felt like maybe that was an element of the story and I felt like a lot of it I don't blame on him I believe more on the directing right because everybody in the entire story felt a little flat to me I felt like you know um, even the introduction of you have these English you know which the whole the whole like what um Javier Bardent, like Salazar was like going after, he immediately like, his thing is, well, the pirates have destroyed the oceans. And so I went and attacked all of them to, to stop this. And, and then immediately because he becomes like this ghost creature, he like betrays that. And then they show him later on just destroying all the Englishmen that are trying to like stop the pirates, which made no sense to me. Well, that was a completely like random like plot, the whole them being chasing them anyway. They didn't even need to be in the it movie. It didn't need to be in the movie. And that's again what I'm saying. Like there was all these plot lines yeah. that kind of like he could have been the force that was the constant like trying to catch them for us instead of adding the Englishmen because we have then we end up having characters that literally get killed off within like no, like you, you, there was no reason for them to be there and they get killed off. And you're like, I don't even care. Why were you even here? What so there's a line in the movie and this is my last thought. Yeah. There's a line in the movie. Henry, um, uh, Turner mm-hmm. is looking at Jack Sparrow from a distance and you can kind of like see this look on his face and then he like meets him later and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you're Jack Sparrow. Yeah. You're supposed to be like this legend and like, he's totally disappointed. That's how I felt. Right. <laughs> and I get that. I think, like I said to me, it felt like maybe they were trying to include that in the script. And right. I think maybe they did that too much, almost to the point where it was like, it was too effective. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think know. part of that was because of the directing. So, yeah. but yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway, so that uh, wraps up our review of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Definitely curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are on that, so let us know. But um, we do have one more film yes. that I know that Joel is really excited to talk about. And <laughs> <Not at> um, <laughs> that movie is is Baywatch. So yes. why don't you break it down for us, Joel? So this is funny because we, we talked about this on a prior review. We talked about kind of me giving a review of a review yeah. that I had done. And so now is my chance to provide like a real review for it. And since we, spent, since we spent so much time already talking about this, I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time, right. maybe like five, 10 minutes here, just kind of beating it up a little bit yeah. and talking about it a little bit. And this is the one that we, I also mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. And when I mentioned that there was um, sort of this attack that's coming against sort of the critic versus fan perspective or this this idea of it being a good or bad thing. And it's funny that Slate actually released this article. Um, the title of the article is Hollywood wishes critics would stop telling people that bad lazy movies are bad, comma, lazy, which is funny to me because this is a movie that just screams out um, bad, lazy, ridiculous. And it really is playing itself out in the uh, Rotten Tomato score. You've got a 19% tomato meter for the critics, mm-hmm. and then the audience score is at 70%. And I think this is one of those movies that maybe if you approach it in a certain mindset and you really have no, I'd, I'd say, I don't want to attack people for, for enjoying this film, um, but 
if you have a if you have a sense of like this is what it takes to make good films and this is what it takes to kind of to make a film that is of quality and has good scripting and good plot development and good acting and good cinematography mm-hmm. and good editing and good music and, and special effects and everything there are redeeming elements to this film and you could even maybe make the case and make the argument that as a fan this film doesn't take itself seriously it's kind of a tongue in cheek of this type of film. It's an R-rated comedy, so mm-hmm. it's going to have ridiculous, you know, grotesque, you know, groin shots and all that kind of, like, you know, really toilet humor and right. cursing and stupid stuff lowest going on. common denominator. Vomiting, you know, drug use, things like that. It's lowest common denominator type, type humor. Yeah. And so if you're in for that kind of ride, then you could probably expect that and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. But as somebody that goes into a film to look at it on a critical level and tries to understand it and say, like, okay, well this is probably what they did to make that happen. You kind of have to separate those two and, right. and say like, as a critic, this is kind of offensive in a way yeah. of, the, of what the film is doing. Because I'll say this as well. I love satire. I mm-hmm. love like irony and tongue in cheek humor. And even the very beginning moments of this film with like the opening credits, it kind of reaches that level where it's like, it's so ridiculous that it has to be in a way ironic and has to be in a way like satire for that type of film. But then immediately after that, it like betrays it and goes the com- complete direction of the complete obvious humor, the complete obvious joke, the complete obvious like stupid, you know, groin, like dead man's, you know, groin on camera for like a minute while they're messing with it. It's like, you know exactly what they're trying to do and they're not trying to go satire. They're not right. trying to go. So if it had gone in that direction, I would have given maybe a higher ranking or something. Yeah. And there is some good element. I think Dwayne, you know, Dwayne Johnson is a great actor. And in this film, he is kind of the redeeming element of this film in my mind. Zac Efron's not bad. He's not a horrible actor in this film. But the whole plot really just kind of pulls itself out of any realm of what I would consider to be intelligent quality and story design, you know? And I would just say that those of you that are out there that maybe enjoyed this film, that's totally fine. I'm not going to attack it. But if you just think of what (laughs) <laughs> what this kind of film encourages, it really does encourage like, well, let's go to the lowest common denominator and let's push for the lowest common denominator. So I should back off a bit because I feel like I'm attacking people. What, and what I will say to... is funny is in the article that you brought up yeah. at the beginning, yeah. you had mentioned to me earlier that one of the complaints about, you know, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes is how they're, you know, they're hurting the business or yeah. they're hurting the movie or whatever it is. Yeah. And one of their uh, excuses was, you know, we're just trying to make movies for for general audiences. And what that says to me is (laughs) we don't we don't care about making a good film. Yeah. We want to make something that's applicable to everybody. It doesn't have to be good. The story can be a little bit lazy. It can be, you know, lackadaisical in some efforts. So. Right. Well, it's like they're saying we're trying to make, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a hostess, like tasty cake, like dessert that appeals to everybody versus trying to make some like super high end, well orchestrated fashioned, you know, quality ingredient, like cake, you know what I mean? That's like really put well put together. And there's a time where you want to taste the cake. You know what I mean? There's like a time where you want to go and you just want to have something that's like, you know, that's probably really bad for you. Chock full of artificial really, ingredients. Really bad. You know what I mean? You, yeah. and it's just not well put together. And then there's another time though, that, as a critic, like you're required to say like, no, let's not say that tasty cake is the best that we can be. Let's strive for like quality ingredients. Let's strive for, you know, the best that we can make cakes out to be. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to use this as a metaphor. So I'm trying not to offend anybody that actually enjoyed this film. Um, but I think 
you know, in going into the film and talking about the actual elements of the film, there really isn't anything for me to want to go into really talk about as far as breaking down on a story element. I think the film was ridiculous. It really had no, I mean, the, the, the buildup for the different elements. I think the best part about this film in my mindset was the relationship that you had between Zac Efron and Dwayne Johnson, which was kind of this competitive thing. But then from there, I mean, it really doesn't, it doesn't even make sense for why they're doing the things that they're doing in the film, because as lifeguards, they are not allowed to be running around like shooting people and, you know, blowing things up and um, (laughs) doing the things that they're doing. And the humor is super lowbrow. I mean, there's, numerous like groin well one in particular groin shot there's probably like five or six different jokes about groins and you know <laughs> it's funny because i i read another article which talked about the male gaze versus the female gaze and they were talking about how this film is so much so from the male gaze and then it's always like you know but there's like there's no nudity except for male nudity so right. you can't even and not that i'm saying i would want this but you can't even say that it's it's realistic to what baywatch was kind of about which was like Obviously, the slow motion. They, yeah, but I think like, what they know, did, I think I think it heard something about an interview how they were trying to reverse it. Right, of. they tried to make it in a way like, well, we're going to objectify the the men in a way, and it, I don't think it's right to objectify either groups. Like, right. you shouldn't objectify men, you shouldn't objectify women, but even if you're going to objectify anybody, just make it like equal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't. I, I'm not asking for that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. sounds stupid to me saying like they should have had more male, female nudity or something. Like, how about we just don't objectify anybody? Yeah, guys? like don't objectify anybody. <laughs> like, like, let's make a film that has really good quality. Like, they can they can have lowbrow humor, but not to the point where we're literally just like, well, let's have a guy get his you know junk stuck in a slatted chair and he's just yanking on it oh for a, like comedic effect. Like, that's the first five minutes of the film. Oh you know what I mean? Gosh. And it, so it doesn't even work on it. I didn't. I don't think I laughed more than like two or three times throughout the course of this entire movie Jeez. Um, yeah i so i don't really have too much more to say i know that i did a very probably um on high un, undetailed review of this film but i think my purpose in saying that is like this is going to be the kind of film that like if you really enjoy lowbrow silly tasty cake type kind of tasty you know <laughs> humor with like a lot of different like crotch shots and you know male nudity and things like that like that's this is your kind of film but if you're not into that if that's not your thing if you don't like that type of thing, then don't see this movie. You're yeah. not going to enjoy it. You're not going to like it. So, so I won't be seeing I'm drawing it. a hard line, you know, in the, um, in the sand. In, in the, the sand. sand. Hey, yeah. good call with the puns so, today. I'm going to give my rating for it, though, Do still. It. I'm going to put this one at a 40, 41. 41. 41%, yeah. I haven't seen it. And based off your review, I'm going to give it a 12%. There you go. 12% All right. <laughs> from that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's uh, our review of Baywatch. Um, so let us know if you saw it. If you did like it, good for you. All yeah. film is subjective. So let us, let us know what... Yeah. And if and, and what again, you enjoyed about it. Hopefully I didn't... I, my goal isn't to offend anybody. Right. Their tastes are their own. I'm yeah. just saying like, hey, let's as people... Can't we like... Can't we push cinema more toward like, you know, good stuff, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the non, yeah. Um, no, I totally get that. Totally yeah. get that. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you thought about that. Either both that or Pirates of the Caribbean, like I was saying earlier. And um, again, yeah, remember to reach out to us. Find out what we have going on. We have a lot of stuff happening on our website, uh, realreviewmedia.com. Also, um, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. That's how you can email us, get a hold of us, ask us questions. 
Um, if there's some movies that uh, that are relatively new that maybe we didn't get a chance to review, you want us to maybe check it out and, and, and just let us know there. You can also connect with us in the social media universe at uh, twitter.com, instagram.com slash Real Review Media or at Real Review Media. You can find us there. And then same with Facebook as well at Real Review Media. Find us there. And um, yeah, other than that, that's it. What, do you, mm-hmm. what else you got, Joel? I am so good, Matt. I'm good. <laughs> good. I'm done. I'm good. good. I'm, I'm fried. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it's been real. It's been real.